Welcome to the Freedom Now podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Fair, and I truly believe you can have freedom now, no matter what chaos is in your life. I've journeyed through chronic illness, through the death of my brother, through starting up my own business, as well as being a wife and a mother of four. And so I know a lot about chaos and crazy, (laughs) but I also have learned a lot about freedom and I'm excited to share it with you because I truly believe this place can be a weekly oasis of hope, encouragement, and laughter for you where you're going to glean powerful and practical tips and tools as you listen to my story and the story of others. Thanks so much for joining and enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Andrea here with Flying Free Ministries. I'm so excited to introduce you to Annie. Annie and I connected through um, a coaching group, a coaching, a coaching with the coaches <laughs> connection place. <laughs> and um, as I started to follow her page, I just was excited to see what she does and how she um, just really builds into leaders and how she equips them to do self-care and all these things that I'm passionate about. She's She is taking care of this in the whole seasoned leaders department. And I love it because I know that's a passion of mine too, just to help those who have been serving and just need to be reminded that they get to be fed too. So thank you, Annie, for all you do. And thanks for being a part of this podcast today. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) As I... Well, for the, as a reminder, <laughs> this series is actually about um, just relating to others, freedom and relating to others. And um, Annie does that so well with what she, all the, I mean, she does a bunch of different workshops that learning about personalities and conflict re- resolution and all those types of things. So I knew she would be a great brain to pick for <laughs> how do we learn some of those skills and what is, has your journey looked like? And so let's just start off with maybe you sharing with us how you view freedom while relating to others. What are some components of that that come to mind for you? That's a super good question because I think when I think of freedom as it relates to others, I, I think first, so this might sound selfish, but I think first of like free to be me. Like if, I, if I'm going to experience freedom and others are going to experience freedom, then I have to be free to be who I am. And that means that I need to learn to overcome my people-pleasing tendencies and let that go and know who I am in Christ because if I've got that down, then I'm free to be me. And when I'm free to be me, then I can create space for you to be free to be you. And I can listen and I can ask questions and I can engage because I'm not worried about getting my identity from you. I'm not worried about getting my affirmation from you. Though words of praise are always good. I'll take them anytime, (laughs) but that's not the source of it. Uh, The source of it is not in pleasing others, but it's in knowing that my source comes from Christ. And if I'm in that space, then I can truly listen to you and I can create the freedom for you to be able to be who you are and to draw out that potential and observe what God is doing in you and affirm what I see in you. And then mutually we get to experience freedom together and we can help each other grow in the way that we walk freely. So I guess that's what I know. When I think about freedom with others and in relationship, that's how I think of it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love how, as I do these interviews, God just brings out different angles of freedom and just like part of it has been people saying, well, like just letting go of me so that I can serve. And, um, but I resonate with this reality of 
that if I am not okay with me, then it's really hard to show up in a healthy way for somebody else. And so, yeah, I love that, that God knows how we work, obviously, but <laughs> he'll clue us into the parts we need to be reminded of in whatever situation we're facing. And that, yeah, as we are free to be ourselves, it creates that safe place for others to be like, oh, okay, she can do an interview and say blah, 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 at the, in the beginning and, <laughs> and carry on. And that's okay. That means that she's, other people are allowed to make mistakes too and carry on. So that's cool. totally true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for you and your journey, Annie, have you always felt like able to relate to everybody? Like, are you one of those extrovert people who can do that? Or has it been like a skill set you've developed or a combo of both? Or tell us about your journey. Well, that's a good question. You know, I think it, it probably is a combo of both, but I think I'm naturally pretty extroverted and, um, you know, I, I do have like woo as one of my, my top 10 Clifton strengths, you know, so I like winning people over is what woo stands for winning others over. And I can do that. And I think that, uh, I, I think I'm fairly personable and easy to get to know. I like to meet people. I like to reach out to people. I like conversations with people. I find people generally interesting. Um, and so I think that that's a really helpful space to be. But I do think that they're probably like with everyone, others. And so I think you talked, you mentioned like I work with seasoned leaders. And I think that that's one of the people groups that I'm drawn to more often. Um, and by seasoned leaders, I don't necessarily mean old old <laughs> because even though I find myself getting older and older and my clients are getting older and older with me um, I think that one of the things that I'm I'm I easily connect to people who have experienced some pretty significant struggles in ministry mm. or some pretty significant pain in their own life and they've seasoned by seasoned I mean more of an experience than an age mm. like they've been through it and I've met some 20 year olds that are seasoned mm. um, because they've been through some tough stuff they've seen life from a different angle and they've had some bumps and bruises along the way I feel particularly drawn to those people and maybe it's because I've experienced some of my own bumps and bruises along the way. Um, and there's been just like challenges that I've had to face and overcome. And I think that I'm drawn towards people who have had a similar experience. I remember one client that um, I connected with, she called me and she's like, I just want to meet you and see if we would be like a good fit or not. Um, so we grabbed a cup of coffee and, you know, you have like those initial inquiry sessions that you're supposed to have as a coach. And like that, all of that agenda was like blown out of the water with her as we spent the first 45 minutes of our hour sharing stories and mm. connecting over some real similar pain. And when I was 32 years old, I became a widow and a single mom. My husband passed away from cancer. And so, I mean, bumps and bruises, we're talking bumps and bruises. That's a pretty big one. Um, and she had been through some really similar things. The reason that she'd called me is because she'd heard about my story through the grapevine. Mm. And she's like, there's a woman who was a pastor who'd been in ministry, who lost her husband, who's, who's seasoned. And I want to talk to somebody who's seasoned. And so really my credibility with her and my connection with her came over some really shared painful experiences because she'd been through some pretty big bumps and bruises herself. Mm. And I feel like that's the space where I connect best with other people is, is when I can connect with them over those places where our stories overlap. 
and we can share in those stories. Now, I need to have like my ducks in a row. I need to be good at what I do. I need to have credibility, the education, the training that I need to do what I need to do. Um, but really, at the end of the day, the power of connection over story just can't be underrated. It's totally true. Yeah. Those, those aha clicks where you're just like, oh man, they can really get me. And you, and I think it has to do with authenticity too, right? Like when you meet Annie, you meet Annie, end of story, right? Like, and people feel the same way about me and it makes them know that it's okay to be raw and real. And so that is part of us being free in ourselves so that others can have that freedom to say, Hey, I've been through stuff too. And to, and to, when you talk about bumps and bruises, even in ministry, I know sometimes it's, it feels wrong to bring up, okay, well, this is what happened in this situation and it never got resolved awesome. And I just still, that hurts. And, and there needs to be a safe place to process that so that our leaders can have that healing and move forward and journey well with others. Instead of just leaving, I don't like the idea of how, um, we're just leaving leaders behind because they got, we broke them <laughs> and now they are there, right? Like that's not okay. And so I just really encourage people listening, like love on your leaders and, and check out Annie's website and the things that she offers, because there's just amazing tools she pro can provide your leadership team. Annie, this is totally not in our thing, but in our questions, but um, when you think of someone starting a new ministry, new nonprofit, um, could you give us a few, like, what are some good tips for building your leadership team? Like even just creating a space that is going to grow forward with you. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many different directions to go with that question. But I think that one of the things that I think is really important is if you're going to start a team have a really great space for your own leadership development, like self-leadership is really important. So we talked a little bit about how vulnerability is really important. And I think that that is, if you're going to lead a team, if you're going to start a team, if you're going to start a ministry, that space of vulnerability is really important because that's what creates your support network. And so like we're talking about bumps and bruises and sometimes the bumps and bruises don't come from something tragic that happens to us. Sometimes the bumps and bruises of ministry come from mistakes that we make. Mm. And those mistakes can be the most powerful things to actually turning around a ministry and helping us grow and learn. And that's why I think a team is so important because when we have a team around us, they can help us uh, grow and they can support us. They can be a safety net when we do make mistakes. They can be people that catch things that we might miss. Um, but I would say that if you're starting a team, self-leadership would be number one. Um, number two would be have people on that team that aren't like you. Um, so like, this is great because I, I'm in the middle of launching my own podcast for the first time and I have a co-host for my podcast. We're launching here in September. It's going to be great, but she's exactly opposite of me. Um, we have different skill sets. We just had a conversation um, last week. We were having technology problems. And <laughs> I was frustrated because I was on hold with this like web hosting company for like an hour. And so I texted her in frustration. I was like, oh, this is so awful. And then I realized, oh, I got to be positive and inspiring because that's just how God wired me. So I like followed up it with a second test saying, we're going to do this. It's going to launch and it's going to be great because I turned Miss Cheerleader because that's just who I am. And she texted because I like have positivity in my top 10 for my Clifton strengths. So I like pulled that positivity out and I was good at positive. And she texted me back and she goes, oh, there was a big hang up this last week. It'll probably be a really long time before you get in there and you get the problem solved. Hashtag 
positivity bottom three. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I had to laugh because she's like, you need to face reality, quit being so positive. And I'm like, let's be positive. <laughs> so I think that there's power though in having those opposites. It can create challenges in communication. It can create challenges in resolving conflict. It can create challenges in misunderstandings. But I got to tell you, having the experience most recently of working on this podcast with someone who has a different set of gifts than I do, a different set of strengths than I do, um, has been such a godsend and it has been so powerful. And just seeing each of us operate in our own strengths has been great. So that leads me to the third thing I would say about a team is, is that you got to learn how to work with each other's differences. Don't mm. underestimate the time and focus only on a task that needs to be done and not spend time on developing how you're going to operate as a team. Mm. Um, so I, there's way more to it, but those are the three things I would for sure say, know yourself, know your strengths, get people who have different strengths than you, and then work on it together so that you could don't have those miscommunications that come mm. so easy. That's right. Oh, makes me think of marriage. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> and yes. mar marrying someone who is you're attracted to, but yeah, different, opposite. Yeah, for sure. I would be the positive pants, and then my hub. He's he's not not positive, but he's like more. Well, actually, it's like well, yeah. But can we just please celebrate a little bit first? So yes, <laughs> I'll celebrate with you. Uh, but I also the reality that as we work through our differences, like I know and no, 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 that man has my back. I know, no, no, that man loves me. And so as I, as we do face the annoying stuff, if I can remember those two, those truths, then you can continue to move forward. Right. And with a team, when you know where you're going and why, and why you even have been chosen for what you contribute to that team, then it's, you can stay, I guess, free to be you within that conflict, which I'm a flight girl when it comes to conflict. So, so that's important for me to have at the forefront of my mind. And no, this is actually healthy. This is how we grow. This is a safe, this is a safe, normal process. And we can do it well when we remember that, yeah, differences are actually a blessing. So yep. oh. agreed differences can be a blessing. They can also be our greatest frustration, but it can be <laughs> yeah. our greatest blessing too. <laughs> well, hence the choice, right? Well, I do with this last thing. <laughs> Oh, yes. man. oh, well, you are sharing just how you've been inspired to learn more just because of your own passion for leaders and those who have been seasoned. And that's where you've kind of your focus has been there. Um, do you? Yeah, I guess I don't know. What is there a specific type of leader or you just kind of are available for those who ha are seasoned leaders that have gone through a struggle or what is kind of your niche? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. I do love seasoned leaders, but probably like, what is it that I come alongside? Because there's a lot of seasoned leaders out there that are looking for a lot of different things. Right. So the ones that would look for me yeah. um, are the ones that are looking to build a team. So the question you okay. just asked is, is oh. like, how do we create a thriving team? Mm. Um, how do we bring people together to really accomplish the mission and purpose that God has given to us? And how do we do that well? Mm. So I really want to, I think every leader deserves to have a great team. Yeah. And I think they can. And oh. I think that God wants it for us. Mm -hmm. and, and so if you're looking for a great team and a thriving team, that's what I do is help people build teams. But I also think the other thing that I really help people do is work through the challenges of the people problems that they face in ministry. I've been in ministry and I'm, I, I, if we haven't figured this out by now, 
<laughs> I'm going to just like come right out there and say it. I'm an idealist. I believe everything always works out for the best and that everything has a happy ending because it's great. At least that's what I thought when I went into ministry. One of those bumps and bruises is that you find out that it's mm. not that well. <laughs> and the people and the passion that we have for going into this thing we call ministry is also the very thing that ends up making us sometimes want to throw in the towel. Mm. It burns us out. It gets us tired. It robs us of, uh, robs us of our confidence. It makes us wonder if we were ever really called to this thing in the first place called ministry. Um, and I really like to help people navigate through those people challenges. You know, how, what is the kind of conversation that I need to have here? How is it that I need to think about this in a different way? Um, I want to give people options. When we're in the middle of that, when we're backed into a corner like that, people problems always back us into a corner. <laughs> and we feel like we only have one option. I want to be that voice next to that, that leader that says you have more than one option. Mm -hmm. There are multiple ways that we can do this. Let's mm -hmm. pause. Let's create some white space. Let's invite Jesus into this space. And let's ask him what his op option is for you in this situation. And so I want to like grab people by the hand and pull them out of the corner and say, let's go, for, go after this confidently with Christ at our side. And I want to be that for them. I, I think we, we struggle so much in ministry with isolation. I mean, so many ministry leaders I talk to is, is that they, they feel like they can't share their struggles or their mistakes or their failures or, you know, how much people, like they just got that horrible email where somebody just reamed them out for something that they shouldn't even be mad at them about. And it, was a, it wasn't really as big of a deal as that person's making it out to be, but it like, tears their heart apart. And mm -hmm. so instead of going out to the space of support networks to be able to process that through and to work that through and to discern God's perspective on it and discern how he wants you to handle that, we kind of like hide it. Mm -hmm. And the more we hide, hide those nuggets away, they become, um, they eat away at our soul. And I just don't want that for people. I want, I want to see, I don't want the bumps and bruises that we face, self-inflicted or not, to be the thing that keeps us from doing what God's called us to do. That's not freedom. We're here talking about freedom. Right. That is not freedom. Mm -hmm. And it takes courage to face those bumps and bruises, right? And even the things that we have allowed to turn into a burden and to say, okay, hey, no, there is a safe place and it can be with a coach like Annie or with myself and it can be with um, Jesus, obviously, but to, you have to take that step. So what, what would that look like for someone who is saying, okay, I, this is where I am. I feel the burden of all these things and I don't know how to be brave again to share because last time I did that, it hit me in the forehead. And so what would you say to someone who is in that position, Annie? You know, I, it's interesting because, well, I mean, the first thing I would say is have a conversation with me. I love talking to people again, like back to that thing in the beginning that we talked about is, is like, I really just am interested in people. I think they're really cool. Um, so I always have a conversation with anyone, no obligation and just a conversation. I actually even call it a strategy session for leaders because I feel like if you're going to have a conversation with me, I want you to walk away with a nugget. So I hope everybody that's listening to this walks away from a nugget today. Because oh. that's my prayer is every time somebody comes in contact with me um, and has a conversation with me that the Holy Spirit shows up and gives them a truth that they can take away that gives them peace and hope and joy or anything else that they need in the moment. So that'd be the first thing is call me, please. <laughs> um, but I think that people can all also, uh, if you've gone through some bumps and bruises, having that conversation can be a pretty bold, big step. 
and people might not feel comfortable doing that. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I started the podcast is, is that like, I'm going to create space for people to safely behind their phone or computer, <laughs> be able to get a little nugget of truth, uh, get to know me. So the podcast is a way to do that. I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and I love being able to post and engage with people there and share as many nuggets as I can there. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have like an ultimate leader guide that I've written. That's like one of those ebook things. That's really awesome with six things that leaders can do. So like, if you need like a, you're like, I don't know how to handle this person. That's like driving me crazy. I'll give you six ideas. Remember, I want to back you. I want to pull you out of the corner mm -hmm. and give you more than one option. Yeah. So my ultimate leadership guide will give you six different ways that you can <laughs> tackle that people problem. I promise one of them will work. Right. And yeah. if that one doesn't work, my theory is, is that you experiment and then you try again and then you experiment and then you try again. So if the first time it doesn't, you don't succeed, then try, try, try again. Isn't that one of the things somewhere somebody said somewhere? <laughs> did. I don't know who, yeah. but yes, I have heard it myself. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's ways that people can like find out, you know, what I'm thinking and who I am and, and gather some nuggets without having a conversation with me, mm -hmm. but I can guarantee the best way is to just call me. Right. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> as you, as you, well, obviously as you get to know people, you feel more comfortable, but also as you listen to those podcasts and you hear stories, like I find as I hear more stories of people in similar places, it, it kind of like puts what you're facing, what I'm facing. Um, it just brings it into perspective. Right. So all of a sudden my big challenge and no one in the world would ever understand. It's like, Oh, well, I just read three books and they all oh, were dealing with that thing. And so it kind of takes away the, the victimizing side for me and helps me be like, no, it is smart and safe and wise to talk to a skilled coach about the situation and glean more information. And yeah, if it costs some money, that's an investment for me as well as for all the people I interact with. Cause you share that information as you model it with other people. Right. So it's like a win-win. And I, and I mean, Satan's that we don't face those bruises and bumps, right? And we just pretend that we're just going to shove that down and hope it doesn't come out no more. And it eventually inevitably does. And that is, that's difficult, right? So I'm all about digging underneath the rug <laughs> and, and dealing with the thing because I don't need it to come back bigger and worse and crazier than the first time around. I know. It, it, it can, I mean, it can eat you away from the inside out if you don't actually address it. So I think sometimes, I mean, I think one of the thing, challenges that I see the most with leaders, um, and maybe even more with women than men, but ever, both of them, um, is the, the busyness that they get into. Mm -hmm. I think women are particularly challenged because they tend to live a little bit more of an integrated life because they oftentimes are not only leading in ministry, but they're leading at home. They're taking care of their kids. They're managing a household. And so they're pulled in so many different directions that this busyness gets the better of them. And men do too. My male clients, they're, they're in the middle of busy too. And that like gets them caught um, and I think busy can be one of the biggest barriers to overcome in really being able to succeed in ministry mm -hmm. um, because we get so busy that we don't actually tackle those things. It makes it easier to shove them, shove them under the rug. It makes it them easier to just like shove them down until they eat away at the inside of us. Um, because, Oh, it's just like, I don't have time to deal with that right now, or I'll deal with that when I can. And I, I mean, I'm, I, Okay, so I speak from experience here. Shoot, I'm going to have to admit it. I speak from experience here, but I am like the master of having big feelings um, or big things happen and then being able to box that thing up 
put it in a container because I can't deal with it right now, which is a great coping mechanism. And sometimes you need that coping mechanism. But my tendency is to put it in that container and put it on the shelf and say, oh, I'll come deal with that later. And then never go deal with that later. And it does. Like my shelf gets full and then I go with the next container and I don't have any place to put it. (laughs) And it starts piling up and eating away at my soul. And so I do think that busy is, is one of the things that we must tackle as leaders to be able to go, okay, I do have to deal with those containers on the shelf. I have to keep myself clean so that when I actually do have to contain something in order to be able to deal with the crisis or the situation at hand, I have a place to put it. Mm -hmm. And then I can go back there and deal with it in a healthy way and bring it out into the light um, and let Jesus heal it. Otherwise the bumps and the bruises become wounds and scars that we can't heal. So, I mean, that, that is my heart for leaders is that we don't get consumed by busy, that we miss out on the true purpose that God has for us. We think our purpose is in what we do, but our purpose is really in who God is, what God is doing in us and who we are becoming in him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And to take that time to create that space and to hold it as a sacred space. Like I need this weekly sacred space where I can ask God, okay, what box are we dealing with? And, and what does that look like? Um, that has been a powerful part of my journey and learning how to, yeah, be willing to go there and even just learn how to be restless. Cause you know, when you are busy and you do have all those different roles, when you do have that space, I think that's what I've been feeling this week when my kids are back in school and also I'm like, I wanted the house myself and now I have the house to myself. And now I notice I have spaces where nobody needs me, which is great, but weird. <laughs> what do I do? And it's yeah. like, maybe just sit with that. Just sit with that. And slowly learning just to be like, just go hang out with Jesus. Tell him you're restless and see what happens. And it's been important, not for my favorite, but important. And so I'm looking forward to what he's going to do in that, in that space that I provide, provide him. That sounds weird, but yeah. <laughs> I love that you call it a sacred space. I, I mean... Maybe I've heard that term before somewhere, but I love that you're calling it a sacred space, that we create sacred spaces in our lives for God to be able to, yeah, do that. That's so good. Well, and I think it comes from even just other opportunities in ministry where we've done that for others, right? And people are like, okay, so when you talk to that client, when you go into that room, remember that's a sacred place and they can be shared, do whatever they need to do. And so we're, we're pretty good at do, letting others have that space. But then when it comes to us, it's like, Hey, like, come on, just buck up. Let's go. You've had your devotions. Let's do it. And you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but that was five hours ago and a lot's happened. <laughs> and <laughs> it's okay to take, even just to learn how to take those little timeouts throughout the, throughout the day or week. I know that you had written a course way back when, or a challenge about self-care. Is that still available yeah. or is that something we can bug you if we want it? Or how does that work? It- is five days to reset and recharge it's on my website so people can log on to my website and uh, uh, online courses is one of the tabs on the website and you can download that one Um, also there's a launching well course on there is like how to launch a new ministry so you'd asked about like leaders who are starting a new nonprofit. that would be a great five-day challenge to download because we really dive into all of the aspects of launching well you know the people the processes the you know the impact that you want to make and how do you get at your why? And so the Launching Well course, as well as the five days to reset and recharge, are both two courses that are really great on that website for leaders. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much for all your work and for all that you do and how you give equip us 
help us to get equipped to relate better to others. And like, I love how you said, yeah, when there is, when you're in that corner, I have been in that corner. <laughs> it's like, there is no options. There's no options, but to curl up and die or not. Yep. And neither of them seem okay. <laughs> and, and to just to remember that actually there are more options and there's places that we can go to find those options and that we're allowed to pause and not know in that moment, but to come back to it and have that conversation once we are, have maybe checked some things out. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. I loved sharing. <laughs> oh, no kidding. And where can people find you? Um, yeah. My website's awesome to check out www.leadingbettertogether.com. I love my business name because I do believe we lead better when we lead together. So leading better together. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at leading better together is the handle. Perfect. You can find me at either place with the same handle. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I post blogs there regularly on LinkedIn and that's leading better together too. Um, or Annie Purdue Olson, if you want to follow me personally. Um, and so those are great places to, to catch up with all of the fun things and my podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. People want to do the podcast. It's side by side podcast. Yay. And you can, we have a website for the podcast that is actually up and running after my whole frustrating experience. <laughs> nice. It's there. www.sidebyside sidepodcast.online so not.com but dot online mm -hmm. and uh, there's tons of resources we're gonna have resources from all of our guests posted on there so you'll be able to access some wonderful stuff from some amazing guests oh. I'm super excited about that podcast as well oh wow well thank you Annie so much for knowing your strengths and living them out so that we can be blessed and it by extension bless others and you just thank you so much for your time and your words Thanks for having me. You bet. I trust this episode has encouraged and inspired you, and I hope it stirred a desire in you to connect with your everyday Savior and His everyday freedom even more. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with me on any of my social media platforms. You can find the details for those in the description of this episode. Feel free also to leave a review. And I will connect with you next week on the Freedom Now podcast, a place for you to find hope, laughter, and encouragement as you grow in freedom in every area of life.